Welcome to Keeping Up with America. My name is Manroop and today we'll be talking about the marketing environment, but more specifically the external environment. For those that may not know, the external environment presents both opportunity and threats to the firm. Social, economic, technological, competitive, and regulatory forces affect a firm's ability to compete and customers' willingness to pay. Marketers cannot afford to make decisions in isolation. Rather, marketers decide about the various elements of marketing mix, given the target market of customers within the context of the external environment in which the company operates. While the marketing mix elements of product, place, price, and promotion are controlled by marketers, a number of external forces in the environment not controlled by marketers can influence the lives and perception of customers and consequently the firm's performance. These external forces are dynamic and constantly changing. Marketing success and failure results from how well marketers understand and then respond and adapt to these external forces. So today we'll be focusing on forces in the external environment, specifically social forces, economic forces, technological forces, competitive forces, and regulatory forces that affect marketing decisions and the ultimate success of marketing plans. So the first one would be social forces. So social forces affect people's attitudes, beliefs, and lifestyle. For marketers, this is important information because these forces shape consumers' behavior. Social forces influence what we buy, where we buy, how we buy, how much we buy, and when we buy. A subcategory of social forces is culture, a group's shared values, attitudes, and practices that shape human behaviors are known as culture. Culture exerts the broadest and deepest influence on consumer buying patterns. Consider for a moment how culture affects our buying decisions. Culture affects what we eat, how we dress, what we do, how we feel, and how we communicate. Once known as a cultural melting pot because of the merging of multiple cultures, the United States is now considered a salad bowl. Our culture is integrated yet has unique and standalone subcultures that do not merge into a single homogenous culture. Along cultural forces are generally slow to change, marketers must constantly monitor cultural shifts to predict evolving consumer needs. Historically, American values have been associated with self-sufficiency, work ethic, upward mobility, and competition. These values help explain the consumption behaviors of Americans. In recent years, many Americans have embraced values around sustainability and environmental protection. Another subcategory is demographics. Statistical data of a population known as demographics provides marketers with important information about age, gender, income, race, and ethnicity of particular populations. Changes and shifts in demographics can affect consumption behaviors and ultimately demand for products and services. The world population reached 7 billion in 2012. Various long-term projections show continued growth with global population expected to reach 9 billion by 2050. 
much of the future growth is expected in developing countries of Asia and Africa. Demographics of the United States show a population of approximately 315 million with the largest growth coming from minorities, particularly Hispanic and Latino Americans. Home Depot's response to this growing segment of U.S. population included bilingual signs, home to clinics, and hotlines, along with targeted advertisements to both Hispanic and Latino consumers and professionals. For the United States, people born during the same period who share common life experiences represent generational cohorts. These groups share similar values, attitudes, beliefs, and consumption patterns. These similarities within groups represent opportunities for marketers. Marketers have great interest in baby boomers, the generation born between 1946 and 1964, because this group has the greatest buying power of generational cohorts at $1 to $2 trillion a year. This group continues to retire from the workforce at an increasing rate. As these 77 million baby boomers age, marketers can expect increased demand for various products such as healthcare, travel, recreation, and retirement living. Then comes economic forces. Changes in the economy affect consumer spending and thus have a broad impact on marketing strategies. Marketers pay attention to income trends because of the relationship between income and ability to pay. There is no demand for products that are priced out of reach of target customers. So, marketers examine gross income, disposable income, and discretionary income to facilitate product demand. Gross income represents the total amount of money received by a person, household, or family during a particular period of time, usually one year. Disposable income is the money available after paying taxes. Companies offering necessity products such as food, housing, clothing, and transportation focus on disposable income. Finally, the money available after paying for taxes and necessities is discretionary income, the opportunity for consumers to obtain luxury products and services such as expensive jewelry, lavish vacations, and high-end automobiles increases as their income increases. Companies offering luxury products are most interested in discretionary income. Then comes technological forces. Technology is the application of science and research to accomplish a function most efficiently or to solve a problem. Because of the research conducted by universities, businesses, and government, the United States is the most productive economy in the world. Marketers monitor technology advances and changes to create new products and to estimate the effect on existing products. Consider the effect of digital technology on the camera industry. The traditional film-based camera is now obsolete. The next one would be competitive forces. So most companies have one or more competitors contending for the same customers. The number of competitors and the relative size of each competitor varies across industries. Furthermore, competitive forces can extend beyond known competitors to include substitute products and potential competitors. Although marketers focus on customers, they must monitor and understand competitive forces in the environment. 
A useful framework for understanding the competitive environment is the five forces model developed by Michael Porter based on industrial economics. The five forces include competitive rivalry, power of suppliers, power of buyers, threat of new entrants, and threat of substitutes. These forces determine industry attractiveness. For marketers, the framework represents the salient force for understanding the competitive environment. So one is competitive rivalry. Rivalry among existing companies in a particular industry varies in intensity based on the type and number of competitors and the basis of competition, which could be price discounting, advertising, new product offerings, and service quality. High competitive rivalry drives down industry profits. The second one is the power of suppliers. Powerful suppliers can drive down industry profits by charging high prices and or reducing product and service quality. The third one is power of buyers. Powerful buyers and customers can use their clout to demand and receive lower prices, increased product quality, and more services. The fourth one is threat of entrance. New entrants can shake up the economy and cause increased competition as they seek to take market share from existing companies in the industry. The fifth one is threat of substitutes. Substitute products have the potential of replacing existing products because they perform a similar function. As a result, industry profits suffer. The last one is regulatory forces. Marketers can compete within the constraints of government regulation. The objective of regulation is to protect consumers and business. For the consumer, regulation seeks to ensure safety and fair trade practices. Regulation protects businesses by promoting competition and fair business practices. Because regulatory forces can affect any or all of marketing mix variables, which are product, price, promotion, and distribution, marketers must understand and adapt to these forces. For example, mandatory recycling laws or container deposit legislation has accelerated the growth of reverse vending machines. These machines accept empty beverage containers and return money to the consumer. Companies such as Tamra of Norway focus on countries or regions with recycling regulations. The success of these companies is determined in large part by government regulation. A useful tool to access the firm's internal abilities and capabilities along with forces in the external environment is the SWOT analysis, an acronym for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. The SWOT analysis provides the firm's actionable direction for competing in the marketplace, play to strength, moderate weakness, make the most of opportunities, and manage or better yet eliminate threats. So the first one for the SWOT analysis would be play to strength. Strength refers to the firm's core competency, ability, and capabilities that provide an advantage when meeting the needs of target customers. For example, production costs, marketing skills, brand image, technology, design, and financial resources represent potential strengths for a firm. Strengths are meaningful, but only through the eyes of customers. 
Strengths that create value for firms' chosen customers provide competitive advantage for the firm. Nike, for example, creates value for target customers by playing to the strengths of image and product performance. The next one is moderate weaknesses. Weaknesses refer to the limitations of a firm faces when seeking to deliver value to customers. Like strengths, weaknesses are only meaningful when viewed through the eyes of customers. In this case, marketers can moderate the weaknesses. In 2008, Domino's Pizza struggled to stay as relevant among customers. Although the company dominated price and convenience, it performed poorly in taste. Loyal customers were leaving Domino's for competitor products. In a major effort to win back customers, Domino's moderated this weakness by pursuing an extensive reinvention initiative. The third one is making the most of opportunities. Favorable conditions and trends in the external environment represent opportunities for marketers. For the company to benefit, these opportunities must be exploited. Skull Candy recognized an opportunity for the trend of digital audio, commonly referred to as MP3 players. The company exploited this opportunity with a unique line of headphones, earbuds, and docks. The fourth one is to manage or eliminate threats. Conditions, trends, and barriers in the external environment that hinder firm performance represent threats. Marketers manage threats by acting upon them or avoiding them. For example, Walmart, the world's largest retailer, faces the threat of consumer perception that the big company is not sensitive to environmental issues. To counter this threat, Walmart launched aggressive sustainability initiatives by seeking to use 100% renewable energy, creating zero waste and selling products that help people and the environment. Marketing managers ignored the marketing environment at their own risk. For example, it may be best to hold off launching a super premium brand during a recession, introducing a gas guzzler when gasoline prices are skyrocketing, and outsourcing the manufacturing of iconic U.S. brands when U.S. employment is at an all-time high. The external environment presents both opportunities and threats to firms. Social, economic, technological, competitive, and regulatory forces affect a firm's ability to compete and customers' willingness to pay. As a result, marketing managers must monitor and understand the implications of changing forces and trends in the external environment, then adapt and respond to the target market.